This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good? Am I unmuted? You're unmuted. I'm unmuted. Okay. Very good. Okay. So, um, thank you very much. Usually I come and I fly by plane. It's a long trip. By plane, by train, to get to, uh, to, get to Manchester. And this time I'm sitting in my kitchen. It's um, so much easier. And uh, the subject that I would like to talk about is uh, the subject of, of, of the months that we're in and the times that we're in, which is Teshuvah. And how does it work? And what is it, what is it all about? So um, let's talk about how it works. How, how does Teshuvah work? To understand what, 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 it, what it means. So if I did something wrong, I, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. So when I was when I was younger, much much younger, um, so we're going back into the 1960s. Um, there was no real hechsherim on any food. There was no OU, there was no chutkei, there was no bezin. There was it was it was a desert in America, and the, the only way you really knew if something was kosher or not was if in the ingredients it said gelatin, you weren't allowed to eat it. If it didn't say gelatin, pretty much ate it. Um, there's a food here in America called Cracker Jacks. And um, at that time, of course, there was no hashkach on it. And in that Cracker Jacks, there's a little prize. So I was very, uh, as a kid, I was like 14 years old. So I didn't want the Cracker Jacks, which is um, popcorn with caramel and peanuts. I wanted the prize. So I went into a store and I bought a box of Cracker Jacks and dug my hand into the bottom and um, got the prize. I was very hungry. I didn't think Cracker Jacks was kosher at all. And um, I ate them, even though I knew it wasn't kosher. I didn't know for sure it wasn't kosher. didn't say gelatin, but I thought it probably wasn't kosher. But I was very hungry, so I ate it anyway. And you going back a long, long time. And I forgot about it. Three years ago, I'm by the coast of Ila. Um, I'm just 60 years old, and I'm by the coast of Bani Ilan, I'm davening. I don't know why it popped into my head by Shmona yesterday, but it popped into my head that um, I ate those Cracker Jacks, and I never asked for forgiveness. So I was like, in Machshava, because Machshava is Kamaisa, Machshava. In Machshava, I said, Hashem, listen, I wasn't Rabbi Wallstein. I didn't know who you were. I had no relationship with you at 14 years old. I had no appreciation for you. I didn't know really kosher, not kosher. Um, had I known then what I know now, had my relationship then been what it is now, there is no way I would have eaten those Cracker Jacks. No way. I am so sorry, Hashem. I'm so sorry. I love you. And I'm, I really feel bad that I did it. Now, there's two types of tshuva, boys and girls. There's two types of tshuva. One is meyira because I'm scared you're going to punish me. And one is me'ahava, because I love you. What is, me'ira, you will understand. Pretty much that's what we learn in yeshiva. Everybody's in a rush to get us to do the rules. So they scare us. And they're like, if you do this, you're going to go to Gehenna. If you do that, it's going to happen to you. If you do that. So, so that's, that's me'ira, really. It's not me'ira, Year is awe. It's like, oh my gosh, the king is here. I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure my, my shoelaces are tied. It's more awe, but we learn to, to be fear. So if you do tshuva miyira, I understand. I, I'm sorry, but I don't want you to take my phone away, Dad. 
I'm sorry because I don't want to get a patch. I'm sorry because I don't want you to take away my uh, sports time. So I'm scared of losing something. That's Yira. That's not really the relationship that God wants to have with us. How do you know that, everyone that's listening? Maybe that's the relationship Hashem has. Because the month of Elul, what is it? What does it stand for? I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. Well, what, what does that sound like? Something uh, Shakespeare might have written in Juliet, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Like, I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. What does that have to do with Elul? Elul should be like, Anila Hashem, Hashem Lee. Anila Chuva, the Chuva Lee. What does love have to do with it? And the answer is that the real Chuva is not supposed to come from fear. It's not Anila Year of the Year Lee. It's Anila Daudi. I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. So if that's the basis of Elo, that's the basis of our relationship then the chua that we do in Elul should come from a place of love. The difference it brings down is that if you do chuva miyira from fear, the avera gets erased. If you do chuva mi'ava from love, the avera becomes a mitzvah. So let me tell you what happened. And I, I did chuva mi'ava. Not me, Yira. I wasn't scared. I was like, Hashem, I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were. I don't understand. I did you wrong. But I could search the web for it. What does that mean? What's going on? I don't know. Okay, I don't know what that is. But anyway, so um, after 120 years, when they're playing my movie, she actually come, but after 120 years, when they're playing my movie, they're going to show Zachary Wallstein at 14 years old, on June 21st, at 3 o'clock, entering a non-Jewish grocery store. And the Satan, who's so excited that he could show me doing an Avera, because he's the one who does, he gets you to do the Avera, and then he, then he videos it. And he's like, oh, everybody watch this. Rabbi Wallstein's about to eat a box of Cracker Jacks. And Wallstein's walking in, and Satan's like, yeah, exactly, 2.31, at 2.30, there he goes. He's walking up to the Cracker Jacks. And the movie's showing in Shemayim, and Ray Walton walks right past the Cracker Jacks. And there's a whole thing of Reisman's Chodesrol cakes. And Ray Walton goes over to the cake, and he pays for it, and he makes a bourbon in the Zonos, and he makes an Alamichio, and the Sultan's like, lies, lies, Hashem, Somebody got to the film. He ate Cracker Jacks. I filmed it. What kind of Reisman cakes? They didn't even have Reisman cakes in the 1970s and 60s. There was no Reisman cake. Hashem, what's going on over here? So this is the miracle of Chua Mayan. The Aveira that you did becomes a mitzvah. And there's no video of me eating Cracker Jacks. There's a video of me eating Wiseman cakes and making a bracha. Why? So this is very deep, what I'm about to tell you. Teshuvah was created many, many years before the world. Why, says the Rambam? Because Teshuvah means I'm going back in time 
and I'm changing what I did in this world that we live in, right? You can't go back in time. There, there was a, a famous writer, maybe in English, his name was H.G. Wells, and he wrote the time machine. But there is no such thing as a time machine. So in this world, you can't go back in time. So Hashem had to create it before time. Now, what actually happened when I did Shuvah on my Cracker Jacks is Machshava, what you think in your mind, Kemaisa is like the actual deed. I went back in time, went into the store and said, Hashem, because I love you, I would never eat those Cracker Jacks. Oh, those kosher food? That I'll eat. And I'll make a bracha. And therefore, the Machshava changes the action. It is the most amazing, crazy present that God could give a, give a human being that not only you're erasing what you did wrong 40 years ago, but I'm giving you a chance to change what you did wrong to make it into something that you did right, even though you didn't do right, but in your mind you would have done right. So it's like you did right. And any person who doesn't use that present to do chuma means that you don't care. You don't have that relationship. You have that relationship that I'm to my loved one, my loved one is to me, then you'll do chuba me'am. It's amazing. It's an amazing present that all of us have been given, and now we're coming Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we have a chance to use that present. Very famous story about a king. I think it's a Dugma Magid, actually, but I'm not sure. Um, about a king who had three very close friends. And one night, these three friends got really blasted drunk, so drunk, that they went into the king's treasury and they took gold and silver and diamonds out. They were drunk. They didn't know what they were doing. And they took it home. And someone who was, who hated these three friends, who was very jealous of them, ran to the king and said, you know what happened? You know what happened? A few hours ago, your buddies, your three buddies, went into your treasury and stole your money. And that's punishable by death, stealing from the king's treasury. So you need to punish them. So the king said, you're right. Okay, we're going to send the police and we're going to, we're going to arrest them. And then we're going to bring them to court and we're going to judge them. And if they really stole them, we're going to hang all three of them. So the, this guy was very happy. He ratted on them. He told on them. He's very happy. He said, okay, I'll go get the police. Meanwhile, the king realized it was his three best friends and they were drunk. So he sent a messenger secretly to run as fast as he can to tell all three of them that he knows they stole it. It's okay. He knows they were drunk. Take all the gold, silver, and diamonds that you stole and throw it into the river so that when they come, tell them you don't know what you're talking about. When they search your house, they won't find anything. So this guy runs and he tells all three, fine. So they bring the first one to the king. And the king says, did you steal anything? He says, no. He says to the police, did you find anything in his house? Nope. Find anything in his car? Nope. You see? Not true what this man said, that they stole something. He didn't steal anything. Let him go. Okay? Second man comes. Find anything in his house? Nope. 
Funny thing in his car? Nope. You see? It's not true what this guy said. He's just jealous of them. Then they bring the third guy in. And with him, they bring bags of gold and diamonds from the treasury. And the king says, what's all that? What could he say? All the evidence was there. He couldn't escape. The king said, okay, you have to be hung. All right. Then he told his friend to come close to him, and he whispered in his ear, I'm not hanging you because you stole. Because I understand you were drunk. But you weren't drunk when I sent the messenger to tell you to throw it into the river. And by you showing me that you didn't throw it into the river, it means that not the reason you stole from me was because you were drunk. The reason you stole from me is because you wanted the stuff. You kept it. And therefore, you have to hang. The other two, they made a mistake. I let you out, and you didn't take the out. means in the beginning, you did it on purpose. Says the Dugma Magid, same thing. A person who comes to a Shadim Kippur and doesn't do tshuva. Hashem says, I told you, Elo, 30 days, the judgment is coming. And then I gave you another 10 days, Yom Kippur. The judgment is coming. And you didn't do tshuva? You didn't throw your virus into the river? You didn't do tshuva? Mm-hmm. Means that when you did that, they were, you did it to hurt me. Because I gave you an out, and you didn't take the out. So the Afreya, it shows if you didn't take the out, shows that you did it really on purpose. Therefore, you're unforgiving. Ain't double, of tshuva. Nothing stands in front of tshuva. But if a person doesn't do tshuva, so then he's showing Hashem that he did the Aveira on purpose because he does not have a relationship with Hashem. And that's why we have to grab this amazing time where we can go back in time, we can change the Aveiras that we did because we didn't understand our relationship with the Kurdish Baruch at that time, and we can change them into mitzvahs. Now, what happens if you do tshuva me, Yura? Uh, I, I'm scared you're going to punish me, Hashem. So I still have a relationship. I believe in you. If I didn't believe in you, then you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared that you're going to punish me. So that that doesn't turn into a mitzvah. It just erases the other So after 120 years, you see Wallace, if he did a Yura, he's walking into the store. It's 221. And he goes to the Cracker Jacks, and he's about to take it. And the screen goes blank for like three minutes. So we know that I did an Avera, but we don't know what Avera, we don't know what happened. That's when you do tshuva meyira. Doesn't turn into a mitzvah. Still gets erased. You have a chance to go into the um, to the room with all the evidence that the judge is like, go into the evidence room and get rid of the gun. Throw it out the window. And you're like, no, I'm not getting rid of the evidence. So that means that you're you're happy with what you did wrong. And then you're not, you're not going to be forgiven. That's the first part of the shmooze, and I want to, I don't know how much time we have exactly, but the first part of the shmooze. The second part of the shmooze is very fascinating, and um, it's, I, I, I'm not saying it for myself. I'm going to read it from a Rambam, because we're brought up in yeshiva, we're brought up in our homes to be very scared of God. But that's not the relationship that God, that's not the relationship that a parent wants to have with a child. Parent wants to have a child that yes, you should have respect, but I, I, I want my relationship to be with you out of love. Now, for all of you that are listening, think for a second 
what's the difference if I listen to my parents because I love them or I listen to my parents because I fear them? Bottom line, what's the difference? Good. Some of you got it right. If I listen to my parents because I fear them, then if I can get away with what I want to do without them knowing, I'll do it because I fear punishment. If they don't catch me, there'll be no punishment. So I'm scared to go out of my house at 11 o'clock at night to sneak out the window because if my parents catch me sneaking out the window, they're going to take my smartphone away. They're going to take all my other stuff away. So that's why I don't sneak out at 11. But if I know my parents are sleeping very deep and I can sneak out that window and they're not going to catch me, I'm going to sneak out the window because my whole relationship is based on fear. Fear is based on consequences. You're going to catch me. If I know you're not going to catch me, then I'm not going to listen to you. Love has nothing to do with you catching me. I know that my parents don't want me to leave the house at 11 o'clock at night. Therefore, I'm not leaving the house at 11 o'clock at night. doesn't matter whether they're home. They're not home. They're going to catch me. They're not going to catch me. It makes absolutely no difference. The reason I'm doing it is because they love me and I love them and I have a relationship. I'm not going to break that relationship. I'm not going to, to – I have the fear of hurting the one that I love and that loves me. And therefore, I'm not climbing out of the window at 11 o'clock, even if I won't get caught. That's the difference between relationship with Ahava and relationship with Yira. So I want to, and I'll end with this. I want to read to everyone here an amazing Rambam. If you want to look it up, it's Hilkos Tshuva in the 10th parak of Hilkos Tshuva. Al Yoimer Adam, a person should not say, the reason I'm doing the mitzvah of the Torah, in order that I should get rewarded. Should not say that. I'm listening to the Torah because I want to get Ganeidin. Should not say that, says the Rambam. The reason I don't sin, that the Torah warns me not to sin, that I, I don't want to get punished and I don't want to go to Gehenna. That is not the way to serve God. You should not serve God for the reward, and you should not serve God for the punishment. Everybody who's listening, let me ask you a question. Rabbi Chaim Kainesky, the Gala Adar, came out and said that Eliyahu Navi came to him and said that Ganeiden is now full. No matter how many mitzvahs, no matter how much Torah you learn, no matter how much you daven, you're not getting an aid and there's no more room. But also, Gehenna is full. No matter how much chazer you eat, no matter what you watch on the shows, no matter how unsneers you are, no matter what you do wrong, no matter how many times you're Mechal Shabbos, you're not going to be punished because there's no room to reward you and there's no room to punish you in Gehenna. How many people listening would stay as exactly from as they are now? Would you say... No reward, no punishment, party time, party time. I'm not getting rewarded anyway. I'm not getting punished anyway. I'm not going to have a good time. Anyone who says that relationship with God is Mira from fear. So now I have nothing to fear and I have nothing to gain. 
but there are many people listening that would say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't keep the mitzvahs for the reward. I don't keep the mitzvahs because I'm scared I'm going to get burned in, 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 in Gehenna. That's not why I do it. I do it because I love Hashem and Hashem gives me life and breath and eyesight and ears and I can hear and I can taste and I can have food. And I, so I love you, Hashem. So I'm not doing it because Ganeiden or Ganeiden full. I don't care. And if Gehenna or Gehenna full, I don't care. I'm doing it because I love you. So the Rambam is saying that is the way you should have a relationship with God, not because you're going to get punished and not because you're going to get rewarded. It's not the way to serve Hashem that you're going to get rewarded or you're going to get punished. A person who serves Hashem on this way, who he's only serving Hashem from fear. That's not what the Nevi'im said. And you shouldn't serve Hashem in this way. You know who serves Hashem in this way? Amaretz. Amaratzim, Paktanim, and children. Because we teach children to serve God from fear. But a person who serves Hashem from love. Not for any other reason. Not to inherit good. He does mitzvahs and Torah because that's the truth. This level of serving Hashem from MS, from love, says, and not every person, and not every person gets to that level. And that's what it says, Once you have a relationship with Hashem from love, then then everything you do will be in relationship with Hashem with love. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we have to come to Hashem and say, you know, I thank you so much and I love you. I know that you love me. How do you know How do you know Hashem loves you? How do you know Hashem loves you? Because every day that you're born, He gives you potential to live that day and to do all kinds of mitzvahs. And that potential, someone who gives you that potential, has to be someone that loves you. We're going to end with this, everyone. Listen carefully. It's, you should learn... But it's amazing, amazing, amazing. It's a little bit long, but it's amazing, amazing, amazing. He says the following. What is this love that we're talking about? You should love Hashem with a great God, with a great love, strong. That your soul should be tied to Avaz Hashem. <laughs> you should be thinking about it all the time. <laughs> like you're sick. That's what he said to Rama. Like you're sick in love. You know, when guys, how do I know when a guy's about to get engaged? When he loses 10, 12 pounds, I'm like, what's going on with this guy? He must be dating because he's so thinking about the girl all the time. He has no appetite. Because <laughs> the Rambam says, it's like, it's like loving a, a woman. He says, and he, he, he can't get his mind away from her. Who show you my tummy? He's always thinking about it. When he sits down, when he gets up, when he's eating, when he's drinking. That's what Shlomo says in Avani. I'm sick in love with you, Hashem. And he ends like this. And he ends like this. Now you dick. 
Until you let everything go except for God. And that includes technology. Because it says, According to the level that you can understand, like it says in Hilkes, you say, So, the Malacha in Elo is to turn your fear into love. I need Now, normally, during the whole year, Hashem says, I love you, and because I love you, I'm asking you to love me. So before we say Kriyashma, where Hashem says, Vahafta, you have to love me, we say, Hashem says, I chose Klai Yisrael with love. At night, we say, Hashem loves us. So Hashem says, first I'm going to tell you that I love you, and then I'm going to ask you in Kriyashma to love me. Not so in Elo. Elo, it's the opposite. We say first, Hashem, I am to my loved one. And therefore, since I'm expressing first my love to you, therefore you have to express your love to me by giving me a good year, by forgiving me for my sins, forgiving me a long life, health, wealth, time to enjoy it, and all the other good things. So my shmooz today to everyone who's listening in Manchester is to work on your Avas Hashem, is to work on your, on your Elo. If you work on your Avas Hashem, when you come to court, it's your father that's sitting in court, and there's no question that a father will always find an excuse to let his son be free and let his son be forgiven. I'm sure that Hashem will forgive us all and will give us a good year and bring Mashiach. We know that we're in the times of Mashiach. Don't worry, in a million, out of million, in a building, out of building. Hashem loves us, and He knows exactly where He put the situation that we're in. And he knows that we want to be in shul, and he knows we want to do all the mitzvahs, and machshava kemaisa, and therefore all your tefillas will be in more, more this year than ever before, because we, we're diving out of pressure, out of, out of going through the situation. And I thank you all for listening. To be matzliach, and a good kibetzur, and all your averus that you ever did in your life to turn into mitzvahs. And we should really frustrate the satan when he watches the movie that he thinks he took. And we like, we totally doctored it up. We totally changed it. Tzlach and bracha and thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.